We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week 14 of the NFL season is upon us. It's Friday morning. That means we must be talking DFS. We'll go through the whole slate, hit all the games for you. Oh, and I think Debo Samuels will score it again. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. If you are listening to us, uh, watching us live, welcome. If you're watching us on delay, welcome. If you're listening to the audio version, we appreciate that too. Thanks, everybody, for listening as always. If you can please rate and review the podcast, we uh, we would do, definitely appreciate that too. Uh, it's Friday morning. I'm Scott Jensta, joined by Ryan Belangi. As always, we're going to be talking about the whole uh, Sunday slate. Ryan, how are you today? Well, I was doing better until you brought up Debo Samuel again. <laughs> are you? Do, do, were you? Uh, were you not play any of them, or did you play Ayuk instead? I just, yeah, no, I didn't have Debo in any in any of my bigger stuff or anything where it mattered, and I was having a good day until uh, Debo crushed me at the end. Yeah, he was. He ended up being really popular too, more popular than I thought. I don't know. I guess I guess it's my fault for not. You know, not having exposure to him. I thought it was a good spot. But, yeah, um, the Niners crushed and Debo crushed. And if you didn't have him and Purdy, you probably weren't winning. But, I don't know, your, your Niners looked pretty good. Did you play Debo? Uh, I played uh, Purdy, Ayuk, Devontae Smith on one of my two lineups. With uh, with Michael Pittman, too. That was my uh, that was my Zach Moss fade. But it kind of went uh, – it, it cashed, but it, it kind of went uh, – didn't do much elsewhere, unfortunately. And I, obviously, I wish I had gone Debo instead. But, uh, you know, Devontae was clearly the answer there as the run back. And, uh, you know, Michael Pittman was like a, a huge key, you know, because you, you played him instead of Moss. That was big. But uh, I forget where else it failed. I think I had Kate Otten on the team, and he had zero catches, which uh, never worked. I was looking for any kind of cheap tight end because, obviously, when you go uh, – when you go uh, with with the expensive receivers, you had to find somewhere cheap, and that didn't work. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an okay day. But obviously, the Niners winning it was a really fun game. And that first quarter was so dominated by Philly, I was like, "What is going on?" But holding them two field goals is big, and then all of a sudden they just started rolling. But uh, they looked good. It was also a perfect spot. We talked about it last week. Like Philly was off two really tough games. Their defense faced ninety plus plays against the Bills. They were the Cowboys this week. Like it was a really really tough tough spot for Philly. I do get that, but. Uh, and the Niners were uh, the Niners were really uh, still mad about last year, so it was a, it was a really good spot. But uh, tell you what, if they play again, that sets up a really fun revenge game. Yeah, um, I think the, I think they play. You, I think they play again at some point too. 
Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Sorry, you got me thinking about Kate Otten now too. I had Kate Otten in my, uh, I played the $333 tournament, which is in the afternoon. Uh, I only play like four lineups in the afternoon. So most of my exposure is in that big tournament. And I missed the cash line by two spots with Kate Otten, oh. uh, with the Kate Otten donut in there. And yeah, you know, it's just a min cash, but a $500 min cash is helps, yeah. you know? For helps sure. when, yeah. especially when Debo's crushing your dreams in the main slate. So, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that was like a... he, K- there just to go four for 45. Like, just give me that. And we're right. good. That's it was, it. it was zero, zero. It was, uh, it, it was rough out there, but yep. Uh, so anyway, let's, let, yeah, let's jump into, uh, into week 14. We have a, we have a good size slate here. We got 11 games. Uh, one more than we have the last uh, couple times. Uh, there's two teams on by the Cardinals and the commanders are on by. I don't think anybody's going to cry too much about those teams. Although commanders are right. Uh, we have four primetime games this week. We had uh, Pittsburgh and New England last night, which uh, you know went over in the uh, second quarter, which was uh, some good uh, some good fun on Twitter. Uh, Eagles Cowboys big game of the week is actually Sunday night this week, so we will not be on the main slate. Uh, Titans Dolphins and Packers Giants. We have the dual Monday night games again this week, so those uh, those are off the slate. But uh, it's an interesting slate on Sunday. We have like two games that are on the higher scoring edge, three that are in the middle, and then six games that are insanely low. We have two games that are under 33 this week, which is wild. We had one game last week at 33, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Now we have two, three, if you count last night with the Pats and Steelers. Uh, we're at a combo of a lot of bad offenses, a lot of bad quarterbacks, a lot of second string quarterbacks, and a lot of weather coming into play too. So it's uh, it's a time of year, but uh, it's worse this year because there's so many quarterback injuries. Yeah, I mean, you said it, and it makes, I guess, just less games stand out on every yeah. slate. You know, you end up seeing, like, two or three that maybe you can target. I mean, we have the Bills and Chiefs on this slate. Yeah, great game. Um, great game, highest total. Um, probably will be pretty popular just because there's not that much else. Um, kind of like the spot. Yet, yet, weirdly, the Chiefs have not been very good on offense. It's very strange. Like, Mahomes is like a not out of the top 12 quarterbacks, like four of the last five weeks. It's a, it's a weird year. Yeah. I think I, he hasn't put up more than 20. He's put up more than 20 fantasy points in like one of his last five or one of his last six yeah. or something. I think really he has weird. two, I think he has two top six weeks all year. If I read the stat, right? Like two great weeks this season, which is seems impossible for week 14. Yeah. Um, it really does. You figure if this might be a spot that could bring him out of it. I mean, uh the bills have been playing faster we just saw you know that bills eagles game back and forth points you know josh allen and you know these matchups with casey in the past we've seen them shoot out i kind of like the bills coming off a bye here um the chiefs defense is dealing with a few injuries now they're not quite as good as they were at the beginning of the season the bills defense we know they have a ton of injuries yeah yeah, you can just see this game going back and forth. Um, so I have some interest. I think the game I'm most interested in, maybe not the game, but I kind of like the Bears. Um, also coming off a bye. Not to not uh, to spoil the chalk segment, but I think DJ Moore is going to be insanely uh, popular. Sixty five hundred. Yeah, just, they're not a lot of mid range receivers, and he sticks out pretty well in this game. Yeah, he does. Really like DJ Moore too. Um, the Lions just lost their top. Uh, inside defensive linemen. Their defense was already struggling. We saw them struggling against the Packers. Yeah, They had kind of that weird game last week against the Saints where they got up big and then almost blew it. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I just think, you know, the Bears teams had to wait till week 13 to get to get these buys like you were mentioning last week. I think it probably should have helped the Bears. Yeah, you know, you'd they think get a so. home match. Yeah, you'd think so. They get a home matchup against the Lions who they were good against in the last game. Fields ran for over 100 yards. They almost beat the Lions in Detroit. So, yeah, I I have some interest in that game and then I'm going to save the 49ers game <laughs> for you. Um, but I probably have some interest there too. The other one is Indy and Cincy. Yeah. Again, you know, these Colts games have just been great for fantasy all season. And, and it's really about Jake Browning was 32 or 37 on Monday night. Where the hell did that come from? That was wild. Just, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he was awesome in that game. He was awesome. Yeah. And you can't really ignore that. That's what makes this game more interesting. You still have. Zach Moss cheap and the usage on the Colts is is pretty tight. You know, it's Pittman, Downs. Last week Pierce got involved, but you know, they play fast, they run no huddle. Cincy's defense is bad against the run and the pass. Cincy's defense, they're also allowing highest explosive play rate in the league. And then like you said, it's Browning that really makes the game compelling. He was great. Um, completed 87% of his passes. Chase had a big game. Chase looks kind of cheap. If you know, I thought we might be done rostering Chase when Burrow went out, but if Browning's going to be decent, it's a pretty good price tag on Chase. So yeah, I have some interest there. So if th- that, that was if my... that if that Bengals game was on Sunday, Chase would be like 8,200 this week, right? Like the fact that that was on right. Monday was huge. Yeah, and even Br- Browning too might be a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Mixon even had a decent game. I don't know. That I that game's interesting. Um, what do you so think? You, you mentioned five, four of the five games that are like over 40, uh, over 41 over-unders. We got uh, Bills Chiefs is 48 and a half. You mentioned that. That's obviously going to be the most popular game. Big game. One o'clock game. Obviously big name teams. Bills and I don't want to call it a must win, but it's pretty damn close to a must win. Like if they go to six and seven, they pretty much have to win out at that point in the AFC. But um, you know, Pittsburgh going in the tank the last two weeks helped them a lot. I mean, losing home games to Arizona and New England is just brutal for Pittsburgh. They were seven and four with those two games coming up. Like they're pretty much a lock to make the playoffs at that point. Easy nine and four, worst case eight and five. The fact they lost both those games is wild. Then we have the, the Niners in Seattle's 46 and a half. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know, Niners are at home uh big favorites, but you, if you figure that Seattle's uh Piel's pasty looked really good last week. I mean, Gino, uh, G- I think Gino was the number one quarterback last week in the game against the Cowboys. DK scored three times or whatever it was. Um, so, you know, maybe you figure Gino's back a little bit. All oh, the Niners defense since the bye has been nasty, nasty. Um, Lions bears is 43 and a half. You mentioned that game Colts Bengals, 43 and a half. And then Broncos chargers at 43 and a half. I have no idea what to do with Broncos chargers. I, I think I'm at the point where I just can't figure out what, what to do with the chargers. Um, you know, they go into new England, bad weather, but a six, nothing game. Like weirdly enough that the defense played really well, but can you count that against new England? All the new England deep offense looked better yesterday, but, or yeah, last night. Um, but you know Herbert, it's just been doing nothing. It's been really quiet for for most of the uh, the second half of the season here. Uh, what do you do with Broncos Chargers? Because they're in this mix at forty three and a half. I have no idea what to do with this game. Yeah, I didn't really either. Um, I'm leaning towards just ignoring it. Kind of like you said, they just they haven't been very good. And yeah. then the Broncos, you know, the Broncos haven't really either. People, you know, even in spots where it's where Broncos games have looked decent, like last week, for example, against Houston and other weeks. They they try to slow it down. 
They don't, they don't want to get in shootouts. And then last week, the Chargers six points, you know, against a, in a pretty good spot against new England. I don't know. And then the, the other thing I saw is that, you know, Keenan Allen, while no one stands out, no one stands out that they're going to be so chalky in that range, but I see Keenan might be the most popular of the expensive receivers, just like sort of another reason for me to fade if that's really going to be the case. Um, I don't know. Yeah. The chargers frustrate me and I feel like I'd rather just look at other spots. Yeah. It's funny because the Broncos always have been winning a lot of games lately. If you look at Russ, he's thrown over 200 yards once in the last nine weeks. It's, right, not three, so, it's not 300 yards, it's 200 yards. I know he had a rushing touchdown each of the last two weeks, and that's huge for fantasy value. But like, it's just the, the ceiling, though. Like you mentioned, the way they play, like they just he had she had 300 yards in week two and week three. And since week five, he's had over 200 yards once. Like it's, it's clear that they have changed what they do, they changed how they want to play. They're leaning on their defense. It's just hard to like visualize shootout games with them just because of the way they play. It's just it's, it's a little frustrating fantasy wise. I mean, it's obviously working real football wise, so more power to them. But like every time, I'm like oh, I'll just play. You know, Russ, they're playing well, playing as the Chargers. We get back and forth, and I look, and he throws for no yards every week. Yeah, and he, he's needed those rushing TDs, and he still doesn't get to twenty fantasy points. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think just the writing's kind of on the wall. Yeah, he's actually running more. He's at th- over thirty yards in four of the last five, but you know, not over fifty yards. Either. So he's not like he's going Josh, you know, Justin Fields. I'm gonna mess up names again. The baseball name. I mean, Justin Fields, not Josh Fields. Uh, Justin Fields is uh, not going full there. So. Yeah, so that's, it's an interesting set of games. I kind of like Lions-Bears, too. I think that that's going to end up being uh, a pretty popular game for a 43-and-a-half total. I think a lot of people are going to lean on that game. But Lions defense, uh, the last, like, six weeks has been has been struggling. It's been a different defense than it was the first half of the season. Uh, so I think people will see that. Uh, you look at Justin Fields, the four games he has played, DJ Moore has been a top-ten receiver in the last four games he played. So, like, he may not throw for a lot of yards, but he runs for a lot, and then all his yards go to, to, go to DJ Moore. So it's uh, – one of those things I think people, I think it'll be a lot of fields, DJ Moore, and then come back with someone on the Lions, whether it be Laporta, whether it be Amon Ra. I think that will be a, a popular start to, to many people's builds. Yeah, I think so too. And it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's look real quick the, these low games. We've got six games that are under 41 on the total. Uh, a couple that are, you know, a few that are kind of close to that. So it could be usable. Uh, Rams, Ravens is 40 and a half. Vikings, Raiders. I think that's a mildly interesting game of, of this group down here. I think Vikings, Raiders is mildly interesting. Indoors. In Vegas, uh, Justin Jefferson's back this week, 40 and a half there. Uh, Tampa, Atlanta, 39 and a half. I think that, uh, you know, anything with Tampa and Atlanta kind of gets pretty dull unless you're playing Rashad White. Panthers, Saints at 37 and a half. Uh, we think that Jameis Winston's going to be playing for the Saints in that game. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's probably good for Taysom Hill more than anything, get him a few more snaps. Although the Taysom Hill thing, I just since I mentioned, it's kind of interesting because if Jameis starts and Carr is out, Taysom then is the backup quarterback. Do you think that affects how they use him, knowing that if he gets hurt, they don't have a backup quarterback? I wonder if that – because he's a third-string quarterback. You can kind of run him out there as much as you want. Do you think there's any sort of like, uh, crap, he's our backup. We can't run him in the line 15 times this week. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it, but maybe, yeah. Uh, it was interesting to see uh, Kamara got two goal line carries last yeah. week. Yeah, he had, he had a third touchdown that got overturned, and then Taysom yeah. scored the, ne- the next play. He could have three touchdowns. Yes, and they were even one of them. I think both of them, Taysom had taken handoffs before that to yeah. the one, and then they didn't leave him in. And Kamara came in. Yeah, that, that was kind of interesting. Taysom um, had f- fifteen touches last week. Yeah, so you know you can go both ways on it. If he's going to get fifteen touches again, he's a slam dunk if he gets fifteen touches, right? Like I don't think we know <laughs> right. that's going to happen. But like that is, 
Uh, and then it's, it was it was wild because they were they were cheering every time he came in, then booing when when Carr came back in. It was it was rough there. Poor Carr. I know it's uh, it's it's rough. And then under thirty three, we have a couple games down here. We have a uh, Texans Jets at thirty two and a half. Poor CJ Stroud gets stuck in this game. No Tank Dell, who had the uh, the ugly broken leg injury last week. I don't know why he's uh, I don't know why he's blocking an interior part of the line in a, on a run play up the middle of the goal line, but uh, it's uh, it was awful. It happened. He had been a really fun story. And then we've got uh, Jags Brown down here, anywhere between like thirty and a half, thirty one and a half. It's gone up a couple a couple clicks, but. Uh, Jags Browns. Uh, we don't know who's playing quarterback for Jacksonville. Is kind of the big issue here. Um, we don't actually know who's playing quarterback for the Browns either. It might be uh, DTR. It might be Flacco. Um, Jacksonville. We, CJ Beathard got hurt backing up Trevor Lawrence when he limped to the locker room. Trevor Lawrence has not been ruled out. I think it's just a game where everybody's like, I have no idea what's happening here. It could be really, really ugly. Uh, maybe if uh, if Lawrence plays, that goes up. But uh, it's a game where the, again, the injured quarterbacks are really affecting the total. Yeah, we got to wait on all that news for that game because there could be some pieces there. Again, I would want Joe Flacco to start. Yep. Um, Yeah. Elijah Morris becomes a play again. If Flacco starts for sure. We joked about it last week with all, with their connection, but he he didn't do a lot. He, but he had 83 yards. He had 12 targets last week. He had 12 targets and 250 air yards. He led the league in air yards. I mean, Flacco was, yeah, Flacco was, he was airing it out. Um, If, and uh, you know, part of it, with the 12 targets was that Amari Cooper was out with the concussion. Yep. So I would wait and see it kind of seems like Cooper might miss again, but again, it's, it's too early to tell. So if Flacco started and Cooper was also out. Yeah. I would have a ton of interest in Elijah Morgan and interest in David and Joku. Um, and then, yeah, on the Jacksonville side looked like Lawrence was going to be out, but now he's practicing and, trending towards maybe playing I don't know have to wait and see on that because Christian Kirk is out you know you could maybe take a chance on Calvin Ridley if if Lawrence played um but yeah so a lot of low total games but they are kind of interesting at least pieces in most of the games are interesting you mentioned I don't what are people going to do with Justin Jefferson that's kind of an interesting spot looks like a decent spot for Josh Jacobs on the other side yep um yeah, New Orleans might have some pieces on New Orleans, like you kind of mentioned already. Is 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 Jameis being in better for someone like Olave? Uh, I don't know, um, but it, regardless, I think I. It's just such a good matchup for New Orleans that you figure someone is going to have a big fantasy game. It was almost Olave last week. Yeah, he got um, he had still a good game, but he got tackled at the two, I think, twice. Yeah. He was like my highest owned receiver last week. Tackled at the two twice and then like a, a drop. Not not like Jameis missed him on a couple big throws that could have extended the game. Yep. Anyways. Um I was just looking at the a- the AFC is wild right now. Like it, it was so like elite and top heavy for a while there. And these these, these quarterback injuries have just killed. I mean, if, if Lawrence is out long term, you've got uh you got obviously Joe Burrow, like some of these teams. I mean, Cincinnati's in last place right now. They're six and six, but still kind of alive. Um, you know, Miami, Baltimore look great. Kansas City does not look great, but you know that they'll be there when it matters. But it's just interesting how this is uh, the middle, like the seeds three through six in the AFC are just all kind of moving all over the place. Probably seeds four through six, four through seven, I guess, now with the playoffs. But uh, they're all over the place. These last four weeks in the AFC are going to be wild. They seem to be moving around every single week. And um, I imagine everybody's just hoping – if you're an AFC team, you hope Buffalo doesn't get in. I, as a fan, I hope Buffalo gets in because I think that they're definitely one of the better teams. I think they're going to slide their way in with these other teams' struggles. But uh, 
the AFC four through seven is gonna be a lot of fun this last month. Yeah, I really hope Buffalo gets into it. They got to beat yeah. KC this week. I think they can. Um, uh, I think they. they I, think they're, I think they're going to. But yeah, you hate. You can, it's hard to pick against the Chiefs at home, especially off a loss. Yep. Um, the Ravens probably one of the better teams. They're yeah. on this slate. Probably go a little bit forgotten about. Um, you know, with Mark Andrews out. Say Flowers has a decent price tag. Isaiah Likely. I was going to say they will not. Option. They will not be forgotten at tight end, at least at this part of the podcast right here. Yeah. Um, what's the other? There was one more spot. Oh, the Jets. Um, <laughs> I might. I could maybe play a Jet with with Zach Wilson back. You know, the news. It seems like Zach Wilson's going to start. I actually yeah. think you know, that's the best option. I, I don't have any interest in the Jets if it's not Zach Wilson, which is funny to say. But those reports that like. Zach Wilson didn't really want to come back into the, that. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, but, I, I would assume that was like uh, written the wrong. I, I can't imagine a guy doesn't. I mean, I, it's hard to imagine a guy doesn't want to play. But if, if he doesn't, that's really bad. But uh, I would imagine that's uh, that report was kind of BS. But yeah, you'd hope you, so. You really, um, really hope so because if that's the if that's the case, you got it. You got some big problems there. As if you don't yeah. already. But yeah. But, I would actually have a little bit of interest in Garrett Wilson. I think double-digit targets and his salary is the cheapest it's been all season. Finally down there where he could have a big game at 5,500. Um, so, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, could take I've a got a couple there. receivers like that we'll talk about later that, like, just because they're so cheap at this point, like, I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I can finally get here. Garrett Wilson's one of them. There's another guy that's in, in the 4,000s that I think kind of falls into that same boat. But... Let's uh, let's jump into uh, talking players. But first, a note from our sponsors at Splash. Rotowire is proud to partner with Splash Sports for 2023 fantasy football season. Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences. From daily to season-long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sportsbooks, Splash Sports pitch you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. Rotowire will be running a weekly DFS tier contest on Splash Sports all football season long. Can you beat the Rotowire experts? Visit rotowire.com slash splash to enter today. So, Ryan, I think we're in a week. Uh, not, definitely not like last week. We had the, the Chuck running back, uh, the Zach Moss. He actually busted. I think he had 7.7 points. Did not work. Uh, he had eight carries inside the 10, I think. No, yeah, it's, it's gold to go to do it. It was wild. Every time I looked up, Zach Moss had a, had a goal line carry. I'm like, oh, here we go. We're finally going to score, and this never happened. But do you, do you see anybody super popular this week? Before we jump in and kind of talking quarterbacks and stacks, or anybody you're like, you know what? Everybody's going to have this guy this week. Um, I don't see a ton of them. I think DJ Moore and Isaiah Likely are probably the two. But uh, do you see anybody that is super obvious this week that's going to be very high percentage? Well, I think Zach Moss is going to be the most popular yeah. player again. He's um, up to 5,900. I think, I think you're right. Yeah, the – the guys you said too, but uh, for cash games, yeah, I think people are going to go right back to Moss, um, just because they didn't, he didn't get priced up quite enough. You know, you, people people will see all those touches he he had inside the ten, like you said, he still had twenty some touches, yeah. and also this matchup against Cincy is, you know, above average. Cincy's defense is not very good. They've given up big games to running backs. Uh, you know, they're starting Jake Browning. People will see all that stuff. So, yeah, I think Moss, I think he's probably, I'm I'm comfortable playing him in cash games. I mean, he's basically the bell cow back for a, for a 
favorite team, you know, priced under 6K it, it, with a lot of touchdown equity. Um, I figured with a bad game, they wouldn't price him up too much. I was hoping he'd be like kind of in the mid sixes with a lot of the other names to make it a little more interesting. But yeah, I think they, I think they underpriced him just because based on the fact he didn't deliver last week. But yeah, I think under 6,000 is just going to be too cheap. I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people go back there and it makes sense. You've heard a lot. I've read a lot of stuff this week, but well, he had all the goal line carries. He had what was it, 21 of 23 backfield touches, whatever it was. Um, yeah, he's, he was clearly the guy that usage showed him as the guy. And I think that's it's a good week that I think people will just go right back to. I, I agree there. Yeah, you know, mid high sixes would have been great because yeah, there's a whole bunch actually, of names in there. Yeah. Yes. And his his raw projection is actually higher than all the 6K guys. So people are just going to see that and click him for cash games. And yeah, it makes sense. But you know, he'll, he'll get up to 50% in some tournaments. I'm pretty sure again. And you know, he makes what was he, what was he in cash games? Like your cash games last week. Do you remember? Yeah. I think over 95, at least in (laughs) in the mid to higher stakes stuff. Yeah. Wild. (laughs) We joked about it it last uh, week too. We're like, we we always say, you know, stuff like, Oh, it's gonna be super high. But I was like, that's going to be the one. It's like actually going to be in the nineties. And it was, that's, that's why. Yeah. And even in tournaments, he was like 80% in, in some tournaments. So yeah, you, you mentioned he scored seven points. I mean, what a great, what a great fade. So yeah, it's a similar thing this week, but I think uh, just an easy play for cash games. Yeah, I think so too. And then I, are there any other receivers? Uh, you know, I think DJ Moore will be the one that is, is that 6,000 range is kind of, there's not a lot of ton of names in there. So I think that uh, he, he's pretty obvious. I've seen a lot of people who like DJ Moore a lot this week. Is there anybody you think that, uh, is overly popular down in the cheap range. I think maybe if Elijah Moore, if, if Flacco plays, uh, is there anybody you think that like, uh, everybody's going to have this guy yet again? Yeah. I don't know about everybody, but it seems like Drake London is catching some steam all the way that down. Was, to that, was, that, was, that was my other name. I teased right there. Yeah. And you know, it just, it makes so much sense all the way down to 4,600. I just, against... I think there's enough Falcons hate in that offense and people that don't like this. I don't know how, I think he'll be, there'll be some ownership, but I don't think he'll be super high. Right. I agree. Um, so yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be super high, you know, I, you know, like 20% on someone like Drake London, but that that's hot, I guess, kind of high on a yeah, state like is. this for, for Drake London. That is pretty high. Is Isaiah likely going to be crazy high? Cause uh, I, I think that seemed pretty obvious to tight end to me. Yeah. I don't think crazy high because there's other like Njoku will, it, it, if Flacco plays, will catch some ownership, even yeah. Pitts because Pitts is only 200 more than likely. Uh, it's kind of sort of the same thing with Drake London. The matchup against Tampa favors the passing game. So it might get a few more people on some of those cheap Falcons. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I'm like you, I expected likely to be more popular than I think he'll okay. end up being. I actually like to hear that. Cause I think that uh, he seemed, uh, he seemed like a pretty, a pretty good, just slot him in at 3,500 and, and go with it. But your your point on Pitts is good. I just I think I might just be uh, I might just be jaded on Cal Pitts at this point. Finally, it took me a long time to get to that point, but I think I'm just like, do I need the 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 three for forty two and never anything else? And it's just he had a lot. He had eight targets last week. I do get it. They were throwing him a bunch, but maybe people talked themselves into that. But I don't know. I've done it too many times. I think. Yeah, it never seems to work. I know I've done it too much too. Yeah. I actually drafted him again this year too. And as you can guess, oh, that, is, that is not, that has not worked out as you want it to. I took him, God, I think over Kittle and Goddard or something like that. I got it oh. hurt, but it was, uh, yeah, it just, it's just so the offense is so bad. Arthur Smith is so bad. It's just, it's a bad combo of everything. 
Yeah, I, I did. I fell for it again too, Scott. He just kept kept slipping in best ball. I think I I got up to like thirty percent Kyle Pitts in best ball. I it, it I actually don't think he, I don't think he's healthy either. You watch him run; he's got like a little bit of a hitch in his run. I just I don't think he, I don't think he's fully healthy either. Which is, yeah, my, which my, is fun, funny. My brother always says that to me. It just looks like he's sort of jogging around out there, and right. like you watch and that it does look like that. Yeah, he doesn't look healthy. Yeah, and may, he is ready to have that one of those strides where it looks like he's not running hard. Like there's some guys that do that; they are, but uh, obviously he's playing and trying hard. But it just seems like when he really like turns it on, there's a little bit of a limp in there. And I just I, I don't think that I don't think it was this knee. I think I don't think the knee's fully healthy. But let's uh, let's jump into quarterbacks. Um, the favorite game stacks of the week. Uh, who are you looking at? Are you uh, are you into Josh Allen this week? Is it Mahomes on the other side? Are you Fields? Like where are you kind of falling for? You think is your favorite play this week? Um, up top, up top, it'd be Allen. Um, I think the bills win, but, uh, nice. they need to win. I, I like the bills coming off a bye here. I think the bills and Josh Allen play their best in these tougher spots. Uh, Allen was great against the Eagles in Philly last time out. He also ran more than he's run all season. And I think, he will continue to run in the important games like this one. So, yeah, I just think Allen has the highest ceiling and, yeah, pretty good chance of hitting it. So I like Allen. I'm not sure. I think in cash games, like Fields or Purdy probably is is the, is the most expensive I would go. Um, I think Fields and Purdy will probably be the most popular. Um. Do you worry on Purdy at all with the the double digit favorite that maybe they just run the ball down Seattle's throat the second half? Yeah, uh, I do. I don't want to play him in tournaments for that reason, probably. Um, tournaments so is tough not- too because again, you mentioned it last week. Like with Deep, just never know. They have so many weapons, you never know fully who to stack him with. It could be there's three pass catchers who could always work, and there's the the best running back in the NFL. It's like. The, the stacking part of Purdy is that he had he was huge last week. He worked obviously four touchdowns, three hundred fourteen yards. Uh, but who to stack him with is always a always a call. Yeah, it's a, it's it's like impossible. So you, yeah. you got to get that right, and then you got to hope that you know they don't blow him out. Um, so yeah, I think it's tough to stack the 49ers. But and probably- he's been he's been a top six quarterback in three of the last four weeks. The one he wasn't was against Seattle. If that I don't know if that if that influences you at all. Yeah, I don't no, know. I, it was it was a weird. It was a Thursday night game. It was a night game on the road. Like I don't think that. I think that they'll be fine. I think that he'll be fine. Uh, my biggest concern would be um, the fact that if they if they do get up, you know, maybe it's maybe it's C Mac, maybe it's Mitchell, maybe it's Jordan Mason, uh, but they could run the ball a lot the second half if Seattle can't keep up. Yeah, I have the same concerns. I don't see myself getting there in tournaments. Yeah, I think I'd probably go Fields instead. I, I agree with you on Josh Allen. I think that you mentioned like must win, desperate spot, like superstars in a desperate spot. Like, Oh, you always love that. Like there's just no, you, and you know, Kansas is going to score in this game. I know Kansas City hasn't been scoring, but you mentioned all the injuries in the Buffalo D I think, I think Casey, I think this game will get pretty back and forth. Um, Casey Pasty has been really good, but you mentioned, you know, Jordan love was really good against them. 267 yards, three touchdowns last week. Got a couple injuries there. Um, you know, Allen's been a top six quarterback in seven of the last nine weeks. The like, top six, like, that's elite stuff. He is 8,300. Uh, do you play him with Diggs if you play him? Like, uh, do you play him with Gabe Davis, who had a really good game last week? At, uh, starting Allen Diggs gets really expensive really fast. Very tough, yeah. Um, that's the tough part with the Bills. 
um, because even, you know, before it had been Kincaid that you at least felt best about, but Dawson Knox has been practicing fully all week. I'm yep. pretty sure he's going to get activated for this game. It, it makes me worry about just can Kincaid see enough usage to put up a ceiling for 5,500. I guess we don't, we don't know. I don't know how much Knox is going to get used, but yeah, it makes me worried. And then yeah, Diggs. That's 8,800 is a lot for Diggs, especially when you pair him with Allen, especially when you see Diggs. He hasn't had a 100-yard game since week six. It's a crazy stat because I think he had four in the first five weeks. It's a crazy stat. Like, do we want to look too much into that? Um, He's kind of always been inconsistent, though. I don't don't know. Yeah, Gabe Davis. You know, no one wanted to touch Gabe Davis. And then – and look, 12 targets, 105 yards, and a touchdown. I think I could play Gabe Davis. Um, like Gabe Davis could have 145 yards in this game or six, and I don't think anybody's surprised either way. Like he's, right. he's probably the most the most polarizing one in terms of like he could be great, he could be terrible. Didn't he have that massive four-touchdown game yep. against the Chiefs? That was the 13-second game where Kansas City mm-hmm. scored at the end. He was, and he had the last touchdown, too. Like it was game-winning touchdown in a playoff game to top, top off one of the best receiver games ever. And nobody remembers because of the 13-second Kelsey stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so all that being said, I don't think it's crazy to play Josh Allen naked. Oh, interesting. Um, we saw, like, that he was on all the winning line. He was on all the winning lineups against Philadelphia. And on most of them, he was with no pass catchers because people didn't really play Gabe Davis. So in, at least in the smaller field stuff, you didn't have to have Gabe Davis. Um, because, you know, Allen has – so much rushing upside too. And he has, he has rushing, so he has rushing, t- yeah, rushing touchdowns in five of the last six games. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, so, you know, Diggs can have like eight for 80 in a touchdown, you know, and he scores 22 fantasy points and you might not want or need that for 8,800, yeah. you know, but it still helps Josh Allen get there. So yeah, I don't hate that this week with Allen. It's just, it's tough to know who to pair him with. So what? Uh, talk to me real quick about the other side. Like if uh, you know if, if there's going to be back and forth, that means that Patrick Mahomes is going to be involved. He's 7900. We mentioned outside the top 12 quarterbacks in four of the last five weeks. Two really great weeks all year. Um, he struggled with pressure. Buffalo does get a lot of pressure. You know they've been injured, but they still get a lot of pressure with the quarterback. What do you do with Mahomes at 7900 here? If we think this is going to be back and forth, Mahomes is going to have to be involved. Um, I love Rasheed Rice this week. One of my favorite plays at, at receiver. I'm going to have a lot of Rasheed Rice either way. Um, can you play Mahomes, and how much less popular is he going to be than Allen? Yeah, you you just said it. I Rasheed Rice is my favorite play from the Chiefs. I agree with you there. I don't know if I can get to Mahomes. Um, I kind of I, I, I kind of like it. I think in a game like this where you get Patrick Mahomes at what half of what Josh Allen is ownership wise, uh, I really yeah. like making the play. And I think you can go if you want to get tricky. You go Mahomes with Rice, and you can you can play Diggs if you're not if you're doing it. You you could you play Gabe Davis too. Um, but if you play Rice, I think you can. I think you get to Diggs that way. Uh, it gets really expensive. Mahomes Diggs is almost as expensive as Allen Diggs. But um, you know, I think it's uh, I really like playing Mahomes this week. I think it, it's a way to get different with a superstar stud in the highest price in the highest uh, total game. Yeah, I agree with you. What about Kelsey? Do you have any interest in Mahomes, Kelsey? I mean, that, that that's kind of your Allen Diggs problem. It's just a lot. It's just really, really expensive. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can never get away from Travis Kelsey being awesome. I mean, he was he was quiet last week and still had 80 yards. So it's just one of those things. He could score two or three times any week. 
Um, I think I'd probably do it with Rice and, and use the money elsewhere. But yeah, if you want to go Mahomes Kelsey, like I'm never going to argue against that. If you're playing Mahomes, uh, you know, playing Kelsey is obviously a, obviously an option you want to consider. Okay, and how do you feel about James Cook if you have a Chiefs stack? I mean, I think it, it was interesting to see him catch six balls on seven targets last week and 16 carries. I mean, the last few weeks, clearly, it seems like he's the number one guy who's going to catch some passes. Six K is kind of interesting. Uh, I love it. I, I think he's an interesting, um, interesting, different player from Moss. Uh, interesting to play both of them if you want to get expensive elsewhere. Um, since the new offensive coordinator came in, uh, they fired Ken Dorsey. He has 20 plus touches in both those games. Was like, I think that's the key stat. Well, you can look at the yards. He has over 100 total yards in three straight games, but I think the touches is the key. Like they're obviously using him differently. He had one 20 plus, 20 plus touch game with Dorsey. So whatever that is through 11 weeks or 10 weeks. Um, and then <clears throat> I guess it'd be 10 weeks and then two uh, since 20 plus touches. Yeah, I think James Cook in a game like this is super, super interesting. It's definitely someone I'm playing. Yeah, me too. And you mentioned yeah, pairing him with someone like Moss frees up the salary to play the rest of that game. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, suddenly you can play Diggs. You could play Jefferson. There's just a lot of things you could do. If you play, if you were to go Moss-Cook, and obviously Moss will be popular, you could Cook instead of Moss and go somewhere else and kind of fade that spot too, and it's a pretty easy slot swap there. But, um, yeah, I like Mahomes, Rice, and James Cook uh, a lot. I think that's a pretty – a start that I will probably uh, – Definitely entertain right there. Uh, what about lower, uh, less popular quarterbacks, cheaper quarterbacks? We've got uh, – we have Jake Browning, you mentioned, uh, really good last week. He's 5,200 against Indy in a, in a game that's, uh, you know, kind of middle uh, middle total. Uh, Josh Dobbs is 5,900, gets Justin Jefferson back. He was really rough last game with the four interceptions. He was legit bad in that game. But he's a top 15 quarterback in five straight before that. Uh, anybody down here in the cheap range you're thinking about uh, actually playing, uh, you know, kind of below the Purdy Fields guys? I'm thinking about taking a chance on Browning. Um, I think you could take a chance on Minshew too. Just sort of the same reason with Moss being chalk. And if, if you wanted to pair him with Pittman or even Downs, I don't know if I'll do that. Um, I think just Browning and Chase is interesting. I mean, he's yeah. he's 5,200 Browning. So if he, if he can get you 20 in Chase – yeah, it, it might be enough. Like, I don't know even how much he really needs. I mean, you're um, saving 3000 from Allen and Mahomes with that guy. I mean, that's a, it's a huge chunk. Right. And then you look at, like, you know, the value per point in our projections. Like, he's right there with Allen. He's, he's pretty close uh, in whatever projection you look at. If he just gets to, like, I don't know, 17, 18, 19 points, like, that works. Yeah, it, it works if it – if. You know, the guy that it allows you to spend up for crushes, you know. Right. Might, yeah, if you maybe, play play McCaffrey or something like that, it, it, you can see how it works. Right. It makes it pretty easy to play McCaffrey. You could even play like a Travis Kelsey in that lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I do have some interest there. I don't know. Like, just like he was so good against the Jags. I was hoping to not have interest and just be one more spot to cross off. But, I mean – looks like a pretty good spot for them if he's, you know, going to be as good as he was last game or even close to it. I mean, you know? Yeah, and you can really build an interesting lineup that's very different this week, too, because a lot of people play Josh Allen, be a lot of Justin Fields. Like, they're just you – can, you can get to guys that you can't get to in this lineup. If you play Allen and Diggs, you're not playing McCaffrey. If you play Mahomes and Kelsey, you're not playing McCaffrey. If you play Fields and Moore, you can get to McCaffrey, so that's probably a different way. But I think it just – it lets you kind of get to a couple of those higher-priced guys that, that it's hard to get to otherwise. Yeah, I agree. Anybody else quarterback wise before we move on to running backs? Uh, um, Lamar, just, Lamar Jackson, 7,700, but I just, I think that's hard to get to in this game. Uh, is there anybody else that you're thinking about? 
Yeah, no, I know we mentioned at the start, but I want to play some fields. So I yeah. think I'll just use the rest of my lineups on fields. Um, yeah, I think if you look at, like again, like the value and per the money, I think he, he kind of grades out as the top projection-wise guy pretty much in, in most things I've seen. Yes, and, you know, he'll be relatively popular, but nothing crazy. I, um, I hated their game plan against Minnesota, so I don't even know. He threw so many screens in that game, it got to be, like, funny. It was like, what are you doing? Like, even when they needed chunks of yards, he would throw a pass behind the line of scrimmage. It was weird. Uh, the rushing yards have been there the last couple of weeks since he's been back. I mean, you need those because he's not throwing for a lot of yards. It's just uh, you hope he throws them all to DJ Moore if you play DJ Moore, and then you hope he runs for 110 yards and scores. Um, but you mentioned the Detroit defense struggling so much. They were allowing – like almost nine yards per target the last six weeks. Uh, Fields was wide receiver eight when they played last time. He had 104 yards rushing. Um, it all kind of works. I don't think it's as safe as people think, though, because just the, the passing upside so low. But, yeah, I mean, you got a guy that can run for 100 yards pretty easily. It's, it's tough not to get there. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Uh, I guess I would just add, I maybe have a little interest in Cole Komet. I've just seen enough now, uh, enough games from him, enough two-touchdown games from him. <laughs> Uh, you know, he can catch a lot of short passes. That's fine. I mean, he's only 4,300 catch a bunch of short passes like last week and just yep. get into the end zone. Um, yeah, I agree. It's not quite as safe. Um, the, here's a stat I read the lions just lost their best interior pass rusher, Alim McNeil is he, he had the highest sack rate on the team ranked second in pressures. I mean, one of their best players, uh, so yeah, I, yeah, coming off a bye, I I, li- I like everything about the spot for the Bears. Actually, um, it's I, I was checking the weather. It's not. It's it's going to be like right around freezing, thirty two, thirty three. Not great, but no no rain or wind. It looks like so. Yeah. I'm I think as long as that. it's as long as it's clear and there's no precipitation, I think that the cold at that point probably you're probably good with that. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump into other positions here. Uh, first note from our sponsors at Circa. Get ready for the ultimate big game party at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touch down at the world's largest sportsbook, Circa Sports, for the big game bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
So, Ryan, as we've talked about uh, some of these uh, other positions, we've, we've mentioned a bunch of the running backs here, so we'll fire through some guys here. Um, in the expensive range, uh, we mentioned Christian McCaffrey. He's 9,200 against Seattle. Um, leads the NFL in touchdowns, touches, and rush yards. Just been just been huge pretty much all year long. Only one game he hasn't scored in. Um, there's not a lot of interesting expensive running backs, though. He's 9,200. Uh, Alvin Kamara coming off the two touchdown games, 8,200. Uh, Kyron Williams, who's been balling out, is uh, 7,300. Uh, I'm not sure there's much more above 7,000. I guess if you wanted to go uh, Travis Etienne, but he's a little banged up and, you know, the, you know playing the Browns. Uh, Alvin Kam- or Austin Eckler at 7,600. Like, I don't know if anybody's going there at this point. He's been really inefficient. Um, what are you doing expensive running backs? Are you playing McCaffrey? Are you trying to get there? Uh, what are you doing here? Yeah, McCaffrey just re- really stands out. Uh, you mentioned I don't have really any interest in the guys directly below him uh for cash games for sure i think you just start mccaffrey moss you can afford it um mccaffrey he crushed the seahawks last time 114 yards two touchdowns he's got at least 20 fantasy points in six straight um we don't have tyreek hill to spend for on this slate and you're you're not you know be playing like Diggs in cash or jefferson in cash um or even kelsey in cash so you got to spend somewhere uh, yeah, it's really easy to just start McCaffrey Moss in cash games, I think. Yeah, home game, big a big favorite. I think McCaffrey's pretty uh, – kind of speaks for himself. Uh, what about Kyron Williams? 7,300 at Baltimore. You know, you see at Baltimore, you're like, ah, but 24 of the 25 running back touches last week, they're using him a ton, 112 total yards and a touchdown after the, the huge game. We had over 40 fantasy points the week before. Kyron Williams has played eight games here. Six of them are as an RB1, so a top 12 running back in six of the eight games. Uh, tough matchup, like I said, but he's been great. Yeah, he's been awesome. Uh, he's absolutely carrying me in best ball. Uh, oh, nice. So you got a lot of him? I got a lot of him for like Beautiful. 25%, I think. Fortunate enough to have been taking him in the 20th round when I could. Um, he, he, so I saying, I, he, came, he came back for you just in time. Yes. Uh, and I, 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 sort of, I can just use it as a hedge in my mind, at least. You mentioned like this is a tough spot on the tough road spot. against yeah. Baltimore in a low total. So I don't feel like uh, – you know, I, I yeah. think Baltimore was on by last week too, right? Yes, it's not they're a like, spot. They're rested. Yeah, it's tough. It's not. A, it's not a spot where you see him putting up a ceiling game too often. So I think I'm okay fading that. Um, I'd rather take a shot on like Josh Jacobs. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say also, we t- we mentioned before with Moss. There's a lot of guys in the six thousands. Um, there's a ton of them in here. I'm not gonna list them all off. But what are you going to Jacobs? Who else? Who else do you like in this range? Because there are probably four or five guys giving a pretty good case for in the six thousands. Yeah, I haven't been on Jacobs much, but I I find myself wanting to roster him this week. Um, uh, me too, and I don't think I've played him in like two years. Yeah, okay, so we have kind of the same feeling. Uh, I, You know, I like – he's just so much usage. It's a nice yeah. home matchup coming off a bye, and, you know, with Antonio Pierce and sort of the new coaching staff there, they – they want to run him the ball. He's going to get touches. Yeah, it's a good spot. I I, I like Jacobs. I think uh, I do too. I know that uh, you know he's not been explosive. I think he's last in the NFL and carries over ten yards. But I think you're the, the the Pierce Antonio Pierce point is the key one. Like they've been openly saying they're going to feed him, and they've actually they backed it up. They have fed him the ball a lot. Uh, Minnesota's tough against the run, three point six yards per carry. So I think it's one of those games where. I don't think you're going to have an efficient game. I think you're going to have a volume game. Should be a good game script, you know, kind of a close game indoors. Um, I think it just kind of sets up for Josh Jacobs to be super involved. And anytime you get under 7,000, 
someone super involved. It's, it's kind of hard not to like that. Uh, what about right below him? We talked a lot about Rashad White last week. Uh, he delivered again, 106 total yards and a touchdown. He has, uh, I think he has 98 yards or more in like six, five, six, eight, 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 whatever the stat is. Um, he had 99 yards against Atlanta in week seven, who they play this week, but uh, you need the reception. He had six catches that week. Um, you know, no one, no running back has a rush touchdown against Atlanta this season. Wow. Does that what seem impossible? What a stat. I, and I think it's, I think it's actually true too. I saw the stat. Okay. I'm, sc- I'm scrolling down the game log and I see zero rushing touchdowns against Atlanta all season. I mean, I buy by, by, re- by a running back, I should say. Yeah. I don't really want to bet that Rashad White's going to be the first, especially <laughs> now that he's so expensive. I mean, he's gotten big price hikes now all the way yeah. up to 6,800. I've been playing a lot of Rashad White. I like what, like Rashad White. Um, but I think I can avoid that. That game environment, Atlanta wants to slow it down. That stat you just mentioned. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of prefer other guys, I guess. Definitely prefer Jacobs. Maybe even prefer Bijan on the other side. I don't know what to think about Pacheco. He hasn't practiced yet, but he's in that game. I don't know. What do you think about that top range? Uh, I really like uh, I, I really like going back to Bijan. I think that uh, he played 75% of the snaps last week, the highest since week six. I know it wasn't very efficient, but it was against the Jets, who do have a good defense. He was 18-53. But you look at the last three games, 23, 19, and 21 touches. I think that's the whole key of this thing is that you know they have finally – it's not you know, the massive percentage of snaps we want, but see, they're, they're, when he's playing, he's getting touches, 20 touches a game. Uh, you give me that with Bijan, it's pretty nice. They're home favorite, so a nice game script. Um, the Falcons did really well against Tampa in game in the first game against them. You remember that was the game that Bijan was sick and nobody knew about mm. it, but they had like a I think Tyler Algier, everybody else, like the other three running backs all did really well in Tampa. They had a whole bunch of yards. Uh, Tampa's allowed top 10 running backs, top 10 games to running backs in three straight games. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was 104 yards and two touchdowns last week. I think the spot's great. I think the matchup's great. I think the the game script is great. Um, I like Bijan a lot at 6,500. I know that we always run the risk of, you know, him getting 12 touches and us being frustrated, but I think they've changed that a little bit. And you get 20 touches in this game. I think it's a really good spot and the price is about right. I think I'm going to be playing, playing to Bijan for sure this week at 65. Yeah, I think I am too. I think you broke it down perfectly. What about uh, below him? Uh, we've got, we talked about, we got Zach Moss, James Cook down here. We also have Joe Mixon down here off two touchdowns. Uh, what are you doing in the cheaper, cheaper running backs? Uh, is it, uh, is it an easy Moss for you or are you, are you thinking about some other guys down here? Yeah, I, you know, I think Moss is a fine option. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking about the Detroit guys. Just yeah, I was gonna say, sell, sell me on, sell me on one of those because I'd love, I'd I love to hear how you can I figure that out because I can't. I don't think I can, Scott. I mean, I was just, I was trying to force it uh, when, when making field stacks, just because it made sense. Because um, Gibbs is Gibbs is sixty six hundred, Montgomery sixty four hundred. I think Montgomery had more snaps last week, but. I just feel like you have to nail how the game goes to figure it out. Like if they get behind, it'll be Gibbs catch a pass. If they get ahead, it's Mon- Montgomery running. But uh, it, it's just it's they, hard. It's hard to figure out. They're just splitting so much down the middle. They have, yeah, they have too many guys on the Lions now. Every week, I I think there's two running backs, Laporta in there now to sort of mess with St. Brown. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's tough. Uh, so yeah. Revenge game for Montgomery, I guess. I don't know. He, he had 17, 18 points, touchdown in four straight. I don't know. He's a he's an 
I guess you could take a chance on him, but yeah, it's tough for me to pick one. Um, Mixon, I was looking at Mixon, two touchdowns, 25 touches against the Jags, six catches. I hate playing Mixon. I, I really do. <laughs> and it, it, it never seems to work out. I don't know. I don't know if I can get there. I kind of like Josh Cook, or sorry, James Cook more. We mentioned him already. I don't know. What What do you think about this range? Man, I hate playing Joe Mixon too. I don't know why. The interesting thing with Mixon is like Chase Brown's starting to play a little more too. I think Mixon's like snap count is going a little bit lower last few weeks. I just, I can't do it. With, 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 if he was like the only option down here, I could probably talk myself into it. But with Cook and Moss right there, I think I just I just play one of those two guys instead. Um, can be a revenge game for David Montgomery if they already played the Bears this season? <laughs> uh, this one's in Chicago. So oh, got, like, there you go. You know? Revenge yeah. uh, refrenge, return home. I, I see what you're doing mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really like Cook. I kind of talked about it earlier, but 100-plus yards through three games, 20-plus touches last two. Um, the key for me is he's like playing near the goal line too. Like he had a couple goal line touches. They were going – you know they were going uh, with with Murray pretty quickly at, at those spots with uh, with Dorsey, and I think that they've they've moved away from that. The Chiefs are allowing four point eight yards per carry. Like it's a good matchup too, plus the highest total. Um, I think Cook's my favorite running back down here. I think I'm, I like him more than Moss. I'll play some Moss too, but I like the Cook Moss combo. I like McCaffrey Cook, McCaffrey Moss, whatever you want to do there. Um, but I like Cook a lot this week. I just think if you get the ball in a guy's like that hand in a game like this with a talented offense in a high scoring back and forth game. Um, I think Cook just kind of has to fall into some points. Good. I feel the same way. I was I was kind of hoping hoping you would say that. Um, I'm just looking below 6K. Yep. I don't know if you have any interest in the 5K range. Um, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard's balling right now. He is balling. Wow, 25 for 104 against the Bucks. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's out touching Miles Sanders by a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I was. What, what, like Jerome Ford? What about Jerome Ford if Trevor Lawrence is out? I just, uh, I, nothing about that game really fired me up. <laughs> I, I looked at it. He had, I think he had a touchdown on the first drive last week, but yeah, he caught one. Are we, uh, are we over Javante Williams at 5,800? Oh man, I kind of, I'm kind of over it. But I, the, the, the percentage of running back touches are going down the last four games. And I think that's enough to probably keep me away. And just the fact that you've got Moss and Cook and even Mixon right ahead of him. I don't think I can get there either. I think there's just too he, many options down here for me to do it. He doesn't have a rushing touchdown this year. Wow. That's a stat too. That's a stat too. Is Zero. he due? Is he due? There we go. I, I think I, <laughs> I've lost, I've lost a lot of money on is he due over the last few years. I, I, yeah. Um, I think mostly, mostly on Kyle Pitts and a little bit on uh, Deont- Deontay Johnson, but yeah, the is he due has not done well lately. What about, uh, I guess the last one is Charbonnet. If Kenneth Walker's out, at 5,400. Um, you have any thoughts? Yeah, uh, I do. Tough I mean, I think, I think it's a tough matchup, but yeah, if, uh, if he's out, it was Charbonnet was a little banged up too, right? Yeah. I yeah, guess you, know, you never know. Those Seattle guys are always questionable. Yeah, that's true. He's questionable. Um, yeah. I mean, the obvious concern is that they get behind and they don't run the ball very much, but you know, he catch the ball in the backfield too. Yeah, I think if he if, if Walker's out, which I think he's going to be, and Charbonnet plays, I think that fifty four hundred. You know, anytime you get a starting running back who's talented, fifty four hundred that works. Um, I don't know. I'm probably not getting there in the matchup, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, me either. I don't think. 
let's uh let's talk some receivers here uh we've uh we've kind of mentioned a lot of them as we've gone through these games here uh expensive at the top range we have four guys i think that are in play at over eight thousand stefan Diggs, 8800 keen allen 8600 justin jefferson off the injury he's back finally is 8500 and then amon ross st brown 8200 you mentioned uh you know laporta kind of stole some of his thunder last week still on a touchdown still has 95 yards or a touchdown every game this season so he's still been really good but uh I do get your point. They have a lot of weapons right now, and they kind of are mixing and matching. Uh, four guys over 8,000. Do you have a very strong uh, favorite among the group or not? Unfortunately, no. Uh, yeah, I, I was, mm, was, was kind of hoping you did. I, I don't have a strong Justin Jefferson take either coming off the in- injury and with Dobbs there now. Like, my note on him was, can you play him at 8,500 with Josh Dobbs? I mean – I don't think I can, to be honest. Um, but you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what a lot of people are thinking. I think I if the if the weather looks okay, Amon Ross is probably my favorite out of the group. He's the cheapest, but just just so consistent every week. I mean, the problem with Diggs is that the Chiefs have been really good against wide receiver ones. Devontae Adams is the has the most yards of wide receiver run, one against them, seventy three yards this year. Like they've been really good against ones that the twos have gotten them. So if you want to talk yourself into Gabe Davis, it's probably the way to do it. Um, you mentioned Diggs and them 100 yards since week six. Uh, it's hard because all these guys have tough matchups. Like Keenan Allen, uh, the Broncos have been really good against wide receivers. I know Nico Collins had 191 yards to burst that bubble last week, but they haven't been good. Uh, the Bears have only given up 100 yards to a receiver once all year. That's Mike Evans. So uh, the Amon Ross St. Brown, that gets tough there. Um, they all are in spots where they're really expensive. They're fully priced, and they're in matchups we don't love. So it's a weird week with the 8,000s. You can kind of talk yourself out of all of them. Yeah, I, I agree. Like a hundred percent. That's I'm gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna play some digs with some Allen as, as I as I do it probably, and with cheap running backs available. But yeah, there are none of these are like, oh, this is a great spot, both matchup wise and talent wise. Yep, I agree. And also, I I do like the digs Allen combo though. I just I don't think many people are gonna do it. It's tough to do. Uh, yeah. So, which is why it makes sense. Yeah, if if, if that's not very popular and people go Allen naked or Allen with with Davis or uh, Kincaid. I think it gets really intriguing because, I mean, he's still Stephon Diggs. I'm with you. 7,000s. There are a lot of names in here. I mentioned that uh, the 6,000s is a little a little uh, meager this week. That's why DJ Moore will be so popular. But there are a lot of guys in the 7,000s. Uh, Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, Pittman, uh, another monster target game. Nico Collins, I mentioned him, monster game. No Tank Dell. He's clearly the number one now. Uh, Devontae Adams. Both the Rams are in here. Uh, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Olave, 7,000. This is a stacked range this week. Uh, how are you kind of parsing through this range to figure out who you want to play? Mm, yeah, it's a stacked range. Um, I by the way, Mike, la- Mike, Mike Evans has been awesome. We said it last week. Yeah. Love, awesome. love Mike Evans. Awesome. Um, yeah. Played him last week. Yeah, I'll start with Mike Evans. I didn't think I would initially have interest, but I have some interest if, if A.J. Terrell's going to be out. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's one of the better cornerbacks in the league concussion last week. I don't know. He's one of, he's one of those questionable, you know, he's in the concussion protocol. I don't know. I haven't seen, but yep. yeah, if he was out, it's a big game for Tampa. They're still in the playoff hunt. I think I could play some Evans. Um, I do like chase mentioned, I was hoping not to have to play Chase in these Bengals anymore. Like, but they brought his salary back down 7,600. 7, I mean, look, can can Chase 
equal what the guys in the 8K range do? I think so. If Browning is anywhere near as good as he was against the Jags. I mean, Chase is just so good. I always like rostering Chase. So, yeah, I have some interest there. And then Pittman. I played some Pittman last week. It worked out well. I can't believe how consistent he's been when I looked at the numbers. He has, he has at least eight catches in nine of 12 games this year. And, uh, and, f- and five in a row. Whew, yeah, I mean, that looks pretty good. You just know he's going to get a bunch of targets. It's a good yep. matchup. Minshew loves throwing to him. Uh, so, yeah, I have some interest in Pittman. I'm not sure what to do with these other guys. I don't know who stands out for you. Yeah, it's interesting because we talked about in the 8,000s. Like, it's like, well, we love these guys. They're expensive and tough matchups. And it's the kind of the opposite in 7,000s. Like, Jamar Chase, like, the Colts are 26th in points to wide receiver ones. Uh, Bengals struggle against wide receivers. So it's a good spot for, for Michael Pittman. Uh, you mentioned A.J. Terrell. I was going to mention that. He's in the concussion protocol. He did practice, but he's got to, like, finish all those five steps. So it's going to, you know, one of those things that probably comes up to right to game time. Not many guys have cleared, though. I know Brock Purdy famously did in, in that game, but – not a lot of guys have cleared that in a week. So it's it's tough, tough there. So all three of those guys in good spots have been playing well. I mean, you mentioned the targets on Pittman. 12 plus targets and five of seven is a massive number. We always talk about eight, nine, 10 targets. We're talking 12 plus. He had 16 targets last week. I mean, just this Minshew clearly just locks in on him, which maybe not great NFL wise, but you love that fantasy wise. Um, Nico Collins is tough because like Tank Dell's not going to play. Um, he's a a huge boom guys, 140 yards, three times this year. He has 31% of the targets on plays where tank Dell's not in the field. So it's a huge target monster with no Dell, but man, the jets are tough against wide receiver ones. They're third in points. So opposing wide receiver ones. They've allowed three touchdowns to wide receivers all year, which is a pretty crazy stat. So we talk about crazy stats. It's a pretty good one against all wide receivers. So um, I love Nico Collins as a player. I like him as the, in, in his option with no tank Dell, but I just think Pittman chase and, and Evans are both better options this week. All three better options this week. Um, I can't get there. The Rams guys, like, there's no way I'm playing Cooper Cup at 7400. At some point, he's gonna have a big week, but six straight games under 50 yards, like, I'm not paying 7400 for him no matter what. Um, so I think that gets me down to Olave, who I think is, is really a good option again this week. Um, with Jameis, I'm fine with that. Um, Carolina's been pretty good against wide receiver ones, but mostly because you know, not to pass against them. Uh, Evan smoked him last week. Um, you know, Winston's targeted him a lot when they've played. You look at the stats, and Winston definitely looks at him. 5 one, eight, 119 on eight targets last week. You mentioned could have been like a an 8-200 kind of game, a couple and with a couple touchdowns in there. So um, I think I'm skipping the – I'm going those those kind of high 7,000 guys, then skipping all the way down to Olave at seven grand. Yep, I agree with all of that. I like Olave, Pittman too, kind of. Pittman's looked really good out there. Yeah. I guess just – he looks like a number one receiver, you know? It's, uh, it's he, hard to click him over Chase at the same mm-hmm. price just based on, like, what, what's in our head. But, I mean, those targets, are like, those are real, and those are every single week. Yep. So how about the 6,000? I mentioned it's a little uh, little meager in here. There's definitely not as many names. Um, DJ Moore, 6,500. I think we mentioned him enough. Uh, he's obviously a top 10 receiver in all four games that Justin Fields has played this year. 44 per, 44.5% of the air yards when Fields plays, which is a – insane number he has 40 percent of the, of the bears air yards when fields plays um we've got both niners guys in here uh Ayuk 69 uh debo 68 we have D- dk metcalf off the huge game 6700 uh Cortland sutton down here at 6100 i do like that too uh what are you doing the six thousands those are the only five names that really kind of even seem playable to me yeah i agree really like dj Moore. i'll play him when i where i play fields 
probably would just I'll fade. I think I'll probably just fade him at he's going to be popular. If I don't have fields, I mean, yeah. I'll probably just fade DJ more. I, you know, I, to be honest, I could fade this whole range The the Niners, obviously the Niners guys are good options. Um, just like Purdy's a good option, but everything we said about that game, if I'm not going to, yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to try to pick and choose. What about, um, uh, what about DK? Yeah. I don't think I can do DK either. The Niners shut him down uh, last time. Uh, they did. He has 90 plus yards in three of the last four, but uh, he had 32 yards in the game with Charverius Ward. This best game he plays a Niner was that week, but he had nine targets. Like if you give me nine targets again, I think I kind of risk that. I think that uh, they're if we if we think they're the Niners are going to be winning, which we kind of do. We talked about McCaffrey. We talked about the receivers a lot with the Niners, and that's a, a concern. I mean, that means Geno's throwing the whole second half. Um, I think that a lot of people will look at that game with with Ward. It was on national TV Thanksgiving night and be like, I just don't want to play him against the Niners. I like DK this week. I think the targets will be there. You give me targets with DK anytime. I don't care who's guarding him. I'm going to take that. I think I think DK has a good game this week. I think that that that's a good gamble. I don't think anyone's going to play DK. That's um, uh, part of why I really like it. I think that yeah. uh, I think that everybody's been talking about that with that Ward game, and he shattered him. It was like everybody's talking about that. Um, I think it's a really nice spot to get an insanely talented guy under seven thousand in a game where Gino's going to have to throw the ball a ton. Yeah, that's a good call. No one's going to play him, you know. So yeah, no one's going to play him. I mean, you got DJ Moore right under him. Yep. Those got seven K guys we just talked about: Olave, Pittman. People will want to get up there. You got the Niners that people will play over Metcalf. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I do also like Cortland Sutton down here. You know, we had a weird game last week: only seven, uh, only two catches, but seventy-seven yards and a touchdown. Kind of what he does. He scored nine of twelve games. Uh, the Chargers have struggled against wide receiver one. So if you're going to play anyone. The Broncos charge, we mentioned that that total's kind of in the middle, but I think if I'm playing anyone in the game, it's it's Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I get it. I just, I, I hate that he's all the way up to 6,100. Yeah. Um, he was, I think he was 54 last week. That's a big jump. Yeah. So that's kind of annoying. You know, he, he despite nine touchdowns this season, he still doesn't go over 20 fantasy points. Yeah, did it when one time against Miami for 140 yards every week. That'll tend to happen. Yeah, so like, I agree though. It's a great, it's a great matchup. I mean, he he, it's a good spot. Just don't like the price jump. We have a lot of cheap guys, but in the five thousands, there are not many names in here either. It's kind of a lot of guys in the sevens, a lot of guys in the fours. But um, I mentioned earlier, I, I love Rasheed Rice in this range, 5400. Uh, the last two games, what I'm kind of looking at, eight for 107, a touchdown on ten targets, and eight for 64 on nine targets. Uh, over 30% target share the last two weeks. They've clearly decided that he is their best receiver. Mahomes trusts him. Andy Reid trusts him. I just think that they're going to drop plays for him. Uh, I think it's almost impossible for me to get away from Rice at 5,400. I, I love this spot. He's probably my – I think you said it before, too. I think it's my favorite receiver play this week. Um, 5,400 is, is too cheap. I When I clicked on his name, I was hoping it was going to be cheap. Um, I think that's too cheap. I think it's going to be popular. But uh, I, I love him this week. I think it's a, like kind of a slot him in play and move on. Mm, yeah, I think I agree with all that. Uh, I think he's good enough for cash games even. Yeah, probably the best, the best in the 5K range. Um, so, yeah, we're on the same page there. The other guy I'm going to take a chance on is Garrett Wilson. Briefly mentioned it at the start. Um, look, I get it if, if everyone out there is completely done with the Jets. I think I could see uh, Zach Wilson having a decent game on Sunday. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take 10 plus targets to Garrett Wilson at 5,500. 
Yeah, you get insane talent and targets in that price. I think it just kind of uh, it kind of makes sense. I will probably play Rice over him, but he makes a really interesting swap on Rice. He'll be way more popular, I think. Yeah, and I will play Rice over him as well on you know in cash and on a lot of my lineups. But I just uh, yeah, it makes sense think, to take yeah, a chance I think, on. I think also think both might be an option there. I think that you could, you could play both pretty easily and have make an interesting lineup. I, I like that. Uh, talk to me about cheap receivers here. There are some names in the 4,000s I really do like. We mentioned Drake London earlier. Um, just kind of talent at his price. Uh, kind of the similar Garrett Wilson argument, but a really good matchup. Tampa Bay struggles against wide receiver ones. Uh, he had seven targets. He was only 554 against him the first week. I know the offense is just rough to get behind, but I think he makes sense this week at 4,600. Uh, who else do you like to hear in the cheaper range? There's not as many names, but I feel like they're pretty good ones. I feel like there's some pretty good ones too. I don't know. I think I think it makes sense to go back to downs. Uh, he after he let a lot of people. He was pretty popular last week and let a lot yeah. of people down. Um, but it's a good spot. You know, if it doesn't go to Pittman, should go to downs. I know. I guess we can talk about. Uh, you know, P- Pierce has six targets in back-to-back games coming off a hundred-yard game last week. But I still like downs for forty-nine hundred. Kind of like Judy for the same reasons you mentioned about Sutton. I, I get it if people are just done with Judy. I mean, that seems okay, too. He's another guy who just seems like he doesn't have a ceiling in him. He's just not getting the targets. Russ is just not throwing for a lot of yards. But it is a good matchup. Yeah, you mentioned London. London's a good play. Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore would be my favorite. I said it at the start. Just if, if, if Flacco plays yeah. and Amari Cooper's out, got to say all those things. If Amari Cooper plays... I'm, I, I have no interest in more, but if Cooper's out and Flacco's in, I mean, that's double digit targets for more again. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like, I like those two. There is a guy down here that I really, really like this week. And it's, uh, it kind of goes in the same argument I made earlier for another receiver, but Jackson, uh, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigbit 4,100, I think is probably the, <clears throat> is the best cheap play down here. And we talked about DK. If Charberry's Ward does follow him again, which it works so well, he will. So while I like DK, like 2,600 less to Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, big dog, same, all the same stuff. G is going to throw the ball second half. He had 11 targets last week, and he is really talented. I think they're finally figuring out that he is really talented. Um, he was only two for 31 against Niners last game, but like afterwards he made that one-handed catch on the sideline that we saw. And after the game, Pete Carroll's like, dude, he's talented. We got we're getting the ball more. Um, I think they're going to focus on him. 11 targets last game. 4,100 is just too cheap for a guy with this talent and involved in the offense in a great game script game. Um, I love JSN at 4,100 this week. I'm going to play him in a ton of spots. Perfect breakdown. I like him too. I'm going to play him too. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense even like just paired with McCaffrey. McCaffrey and Smith and Jigba. Um, I think I love – I really like DK at the price week, but I think I'll probably play less than I want to just because I'm going to play JSN so many spots. I think it's going to be – just the money savings, the talent, uh, the game script—it just—it all works out really, really well. Uh, this is JSN week. I think forty-one hundred is a, is a pretty much close, pretty close to a slam dunk for me. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, Anyone in the uh, threes you like? Uh, we got we got Jonathan Mingo here again. He was uh, we talked about him last week. He worked. He was six for sixty-nine and ten targets. Very involved in four straight games. The 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 new coaching staff seems to want to get him involved. Uh, I like him at thirty-five hundred. Are there any other uber cheap receivers you like this week? Yeah, I was going to bring up Mingo. It was a nice call by you on Mingo last week. Yeah, I think I think you can go back to Mingo for 3500 yeah. for sure. Um anyone else? I don't know. 
I think Shakir isn't the worst if you're playing Josh Allen. I mean, he's yeah. out there a ton, and he's been catching deep balls. He has at least a, at least a 23-yard reception in five straight. I mean, wow. I don't that's know. A, that's a stat, too. <laughs> it's kind of an obscure stat, but anyway, you know, he's at least out there, and Josh Allen's his quarterback, and 3,900, I, I guess I don't mind it. Um, he's played over 40 snaps on offense the last five weeks. He's You're right, he's just out there, which in a game like this, like out there kind of counts. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. And Yeah, so I don't mind that. Um, you mentioned how much you like Zach Wilson this week, and he's Xavier Gibson love. He's a lot, uh, lot more involved now. I don't know if I can do that. Um, <laughs> you, you don't. You don't love Zach Wilson that much. Um, no, he did, but he had he had five for seventy seven and six catches, six targets last week. He's played over forty snaps in in five straight games. I think he's just a, a, a kind of a shifty guy. He had the the punt return touchdown in week one against the Bills. I think they do like him. Uh, at thirty one hundred, I think that he's he's a fine punt play if you want to hope he gets six targets again. Yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't have much else to add. Um, what about, I don't know, like I was going to bring up Odell Beckham against his former club. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I, team, I think if you want to get down here at 3,000, he's, he's been pretty involved recently. I don't think that's a terrible play either. I think, you know, you're always just looking for, you know, targets in, on the field at this price. I think he's uh, he's a fine option there too. I think I'd probably I, play Mingo instead of him, but. I would too. I just, I remember it must have been that game against Cincy, one of the one of the night games. He actually looked better physically, yeah, like quick and fast for the first time in a long time. So I don't. He I had, just a, remember he had a slant, that. a slant he caught, and he like broke away, and you're like, oh, there's the, like that's the oh, that's the place he used to make it on the Giants. Like you could see a little bit of that uh, that come through finally. Yeah. Um. Anyway. We've gone. Uh, we got a bit long, kind of breaking down uh, everything in depth. But tight ends, um, Kelsey, we mentioned is seventy eight hundred. Laporta and Hawkinson are kind of in the same range of the low sixes. Uh, Kittle's right there in that range, so it's kind of Laporta, Hawkinson, Kittle, Kincaid, and Taysom Hill in the mid fives below them, and then a bunch of cheap guys. Uh, what did you do a tight end this week? Because I did not love a lot of the options aside from just going down to Isaiah Likely at thirty five hundred. Yeah, I like going down to Likely. Um... I would like Njoku if we get Amari Cooper out and Flacco starting. I, I would like Njoku then. Yeah. Um, I think if you took a chance on Kyle Pitts, that's fine. Cheap guy, I think, might be okay to take a chance on is Conklin at 3K. Uh, he had nine targets last week. More, more, more Zach Wilson love from you. There, there, yeah. <laughs> uh, CJ Uz- Uzoma on IR. Uh, he's only 3K, so... I don't know. I guess why not? But yeah, I don't know. I probably won't. I was. I probably won't go below. Likely. The only other name down there I think is interesting. If Dalton Schultz doesn't play, I think Brevin Jordan's playable. Thirty-one hundred. He's actually decent last week. Three for sixty-four, and he's a guy that he catches the ball. Actually, has some 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 zoom to him. Like he can, he's a talented, athletic guy. Um, no tank Dell, so you take take a receiver out of the mix. If Schultz doesn't play, I think Jordan at thirty-one hundred is, is playable. I think it's him and Likely down there, and. Yeah, Conklin works too. I think they're all kind of the same. Conklin's questionable also, so you know, definitely check that. But uh, yeah, if I if I didn't go likely, I'd probably it'd probably go Jordan if Schultz doesn't play. Yeah, yeah, I I I like that. I played a ton of Jordan last week. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you got you, you got your ten you got your ten points at mid price. Yeah, that works. You know what? It could have been. It could, I don't want to say it could have been more. I noticed last. 
Stroud does not like to check it down. No. Um, and no. Jordan is just sitting there wide open where a lot of quarterbacks would check it down, check yeah. it down. And Stroud just, he's looking deep. He likes to extend the play. I mean, I, I was impressed by it, but also I just kept noticing Jordan on so many routes. Right. He didn't even really go out for routes, but he's just there as, as like a check down safety option. So I, I, it's possible that he could, he could have had more targets. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, he's a guy that's like kind of built like a wide receiver a little he bit is. so he can make those uh, bigger plays. Yeah, it's not to catch the ball and fall down. Like, you can catch the ball and do something with it. Uh, last time, before we move on to defense, uh, are you going to play Taysom Hill at 5100? We mentioned him earlier at the very beginning. 15 touches last week. Uh, I think it was 13 rushes and two catches. Um, again, we talked about the confusing thing. If he's the backup quarterback, maybe they're scared to use him. Uh, 5400, if he gets 15 touches, works really well. What are you doing with Taysom Hill this week? Mm, yeah, I'm a little worried that he hasn't practiced yet with – foot and hand injuries, I guess. Um, Like you said, if he got 15 touches, I would love to play him. I just don't, I don't know if we could bank on that. I probably won't get there, but if, if anybody, you know, I think it's a good gamble if, if somebody wanted to do it. I probably won't get there either. But again, if you gave me 15 touches, I would do it every time. I just think, I think the back of quarterback thing might come into play. I think there might be a little more. I don't think you want to run him into the line with the injuries, if he's your if he's your actual real backup, um, defenses real quick before we uh, jump out of here. What are you doing at defense this week? Last week was uh, pretty good on defense. I think, I think Indy did really well. Atlanta did really well. We talked about uh, talked about them, I believe. Um, what do you like at defense uh, this week in the you know the mid range, the cheap range, whatever you want to go with? Yeah, I think if Lawrence doesn't play. The Browns are just a smash at home for 3K. Yes. That, um, that price surprised me. I guess we didn't know Lawrence was going to be out when they set the prices because he played Monday night, so that's probably why. But right. um, their sacks have been down the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, at home, if Lawrence doesn't play, 3,000 seems like the Browns will be the, the way most popular guy. Yes, they would be. Um, after that, yeah, I don't know. I guess nothing stuck out too much. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do, did you have anything? Uh, I really like the Ravens at 3,300. I think they're a little too cheap. I know the Rams haven't given up a sack the last couple of weeks, but I mean, the Ravens have three plus sacks, like a good number in nine of the last 10 games. Like, I think that really works, uh, really works well there. Uh, I like the Ravens at 3,300, a nice swap from the Browns too, if you want to be a little different. Um, I also like Minnesota at, uh, at Vegas, 3,100. Uh, Minnesota has multiple sacks in four of the last five games. Daniil Hunter can really get after the quarterback. Um, you know, Aiden O'Connell can make a can make a mistake for us too. I think at 3100, they make a nice little swap for the Browns too. So I'm kind of in that low three range. Uh, but I think I'm going to move a lot to Ravens and Vikings, just kind of avoid. Uh, you know, when it comes to defense, I think the Browns are the best kind of on paper play. But when you get a defense that I, I kind of like, guys, someone like to get away from the chalk when I can on defense because you know you're you're hoping for a fluke big play anyway. Um, so I think uh, for me, it's Baltimore and Minnesota, 3300 at 3100 this week. Yeah, I think those are all good points. Great to get off the chalk defense too, whenever you can. Um, is there anybody, anybody in the twos Chief. if you want to punt? Is it the, is <laughs> yeah, it the, Chief? I know. Is it the Chiefs? Or what is it down here? I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess it could be the Chiefs. I don't really want to do that. I kind of, you know, but we've seen Allen turn it over. We saw people sort of targeting Josh Allen with defenses earlier in the season. The Chiefs yep. defense had been really good for the most part all season. So, yeah, I get that. I mean, 
I'd be more likely to just take a shot on the Bears. I don't know. Why not? The 2,400 at home, and we've seen Goff turning it over, throwing yeah. pick sixes. And we just seen Goff sort of – he looks he looks shook a little bit at times out there. They they've struggled in 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 recent weeks. Um, so yeah, I I, I mean I'm going to try to be with you in that low three k range, but I wouldn't mind just going all the way down to the Bears. Yeah, I think the other one in that range, um, the Falcons at twenty nine hundred. Uh, the 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 uh, the Bucks gave up six sacks to the Colts, four of the Niners recently. The, the 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 Falcons had four sacks last week. I think that I like the other ones more in that range, but. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in that mid range Falcons, Browns, Vikings, Ravens. I think it'll probably almost all my laps will be one of those, one of those teams right in that range. Yeah, I think me too. Anybody else you want to talk about? I feel like we've hit this slate really in depth. We talked about everybody. We talked about guys we like guys. We don't like, uh, kind of every game, uh, anything else on your mind you want to discuss before we jump out of here? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think we broke it down pretty in depth. Is there, uh, soccer? Pay, pay. Is there so- soccer for you to go talk about or this week or not? Yeah, soccer podcast coming up in a half hour. Nice. Big, nice slate on Saturday. I guess just the last thing I'll say, em- emphasize again, pay attention to who starts at quarterback in the Jacksonville-Cleveland game for both teams. Yeah. Lawrence and Flacco. I mean, it just it will dictate a lot of things about, about the slate and about that game. Yeah, it really does. I, I kind of just cross it. If DTR starts, like I'm crossing all the pass catchers out. I just don't want any part of that. Totally. Same with if, if CJ Beathard starts, like I'm not even thinking about anybody there. So yeah, you're right. It's a, it's an interesting spot where you just have to, you have to figure that out. If Lawrence plays, it just opens up a lot of stuff or if Flacco plays, it opens up a lot of stuff too. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for uh, listening. We do really appreciate that. As always, you please rate and review the podcast. That helps out a lot. If you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he is at Ryan Belongi, B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I am at Scott Jensted, Jensted's J-E-N-S-T-A-D. Uh, other than that, we appreciate everybody listening all year. We're at week 14. The season's flying by. It's been a lot of fun. I'll be back at you uh, next Friday morning talking more DFS uh, for week 15. Hope everybody has a really good week, a really good fantasy week, and take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.